In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. I want to tell you that God has it all in control. He's got it in control. You might say, how do you know? Because the scripture tells me this, that God is in control, that the Lord Jesus is in control. We need to trust the reality of his control. You say, but everything is kind of going out and it's not working together. We need to trust the reality of his control. I'm continuing to read the 10th chapter of Luke, St. Luke, verse 17. Remember, Jesus sent them out to preach and to heal the sick and to cast out demons. The 70 returned with joy, giving, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watch Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread upon snakes and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I tell you, they went out. It even surprised them that they cast out demons. Even the spirits were subject to us under your name. But Jesus says, you know what? He says, what's really important is that your name is written in heaven. These things the Christians should be doing, healing the sick, casting out demons, these things we should be doing, but we are to rejoice that our names are written in heaven. You say, how do you know? Have you surrendered to the Lord? If you've surrendered to the Lord, your name is written in heaven. If you to confession and confess your sins, your name is written in heaven. Oh yes, that's real. And you are sure to rejoice that your name is written in heaven. People have talked to me about different movie stars that die, and they said they go to hell. I said, I have no right to send anyone to hell. My hands and my feet were not nailed to a cross. I submit these people to Jesus who died for them. Let Jesus say whether they're going to heaven or hell, not me. I don't have the right to say that. You might say, but you're a priest. I can't tell people that they're going to hell. I don't know what's happened in their life. I don't know how they've given their life to Jesus or not given their life to Jesus. I don't know those things. What about someone who takes his own life I'm going to tell you, even that doesn't mean that they're going to hell. They were in complete confusion, complete terror, complete depression. They didn't find a way out. Unfortunately, they didn't 
think that they could go to someone and tell them, this is what I'm experiencing. It's so good that we can tell people what we're experiencing. I tell you, it's very important that we tell people what we're going through and that they pray with you. Oh, yes, that they pray with you, because that's the way it should be. We should be praying with people that are despondent. And there are so many despondent people today because of the virus, because of the darkness in the world, because, 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 because of all that stuff. And the answer is always Jesus, who is in control. I started with saying Jesus is in control. He's in control today. Your name is written in heaven. Do not fear. And if your name is not written in heaven, surrender your life to Jesus Christ so that your name will be written in heaven. Oh, there is a book in heaven whose names are in it. People say, I don't believe that. You don't have to believe it. It's true anyway. It's true anyway. There is a big book in heaven having the names of people who belong to God, who belong to Jesus. And again, you say, I don't believe that. That's okay, you don't believe it. It's true anyway. It's true anyway that Jesus gave apostles and the 70 disciples power over the enemy and power over sickness. Power over this world. Through Jesus, you have overcome this world. You know, your name is written in the heavenly realms. That means all the gifts from heaven have bestowed upon you. You know, you sit with Jesus in heavenly places. You can live as on earth as it is in heaven. You know, your name before the foundation of the world was chosen to be in God. So today, God just wants to give you a little taste of heaven and a taste of his love. And we do this by reading the word of God. How much we need the word of God. How much we need it. And again, you say, I wasn't raised with it. Then open it up anyway. Start with John's gospel. How many people have I told that to? And I said, take a chapter a day. You don't have to read the whole thing at once. Take a chapter a day and read God's word. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world that we might have life and have it more abundantly through the blood of Jesus. I'm continuing to read the 10th chapter of Luke verse 21 at the same hour jesus rejoiced in the holy spirit and said i thank you father lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants this is the closest place that we could see jesus smiling i thank you father that you revealed to the small children what you've kept from the intelligent and wise. Then he goes on to say, For such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, 
and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. O Jesus, reveal the Father to us. Reveal the Father to us, the Father's love, the Father's grace, the Father's power. Oh yes, Lord, you came down from heaven to reveal the Father. You said, anyone who sees me sees the Father, because I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. How we need to recognize the Father, the Father of lights, the Father of Jesus Christ, our Father. The first word that the God spoke to me many years ago was, you can be in the deepest mud hole, but I'll be always there to pull you out because I'm your loving Father. I didn't know any mud hole. I was experiencing bad things in my life, and the Lord said, you can be in the deepest mud hole. Psalm 40, I waited and waited for the Lord, and he heard my voice, and he took me out of the miry clay, the mud hole, and placed my feet upon a rock. Jesus, many will see this and be glad. Many, you're hearing it now, that the proclamation of many, you're one of the many who hear the word of God through his servant, me and Anthony. You're one of many, and we're just children. We don't want to continue to think that we're the intelligentsia. No. We're the children that Jesus said that I thank you, Father, for revealing this to babes and children and keeping it from the wise and the learned. You enter the kingdom of God when you become like a child. All the intelligence of this world cannot get you into the kingdom of God, all the education, because the beginning of wisdom begins with fear of the Lord. So until we fear the Lord, fear offending God, until we just truly fear, like we talked about with St. Paul, fear upsetting the Lord more than any suffering or anything, we can't be wise. You know, it says to be wise is to bring the Lord to other people. It will cover a multitude of our sins. You know, the, the Lord wants you to bring bring the kingdom of God to other people. And you have authority over this world. You have authority over all of your issues through Jesus. You have authority over your sickness. If you're feeling sick today, resist it in the name of Jesus. If you're feeling depressed today, in the name of Jesus, resist it. You know, all power has given, been given to you through the blood of the Lamb. On the cross, all of this stuff was taken care of for us. And now we just want to enforce what Jesus has done on that cross. He sent out his apostles, you know, and it is great because to know that you have authority over the demons and the evil spirits really means you have authority over sin in your life. When Jesus went on the cross, he, he, he killed sin in the flesh, which not all of our sin comes from evil spirits. Some of us, it's just from our fallen nature. But upon you today, just praying for more of an inflow of the Holy Spirit, more of the love of God. Don't We don't want to walk. We want to walk as sons, screaming out to the Father, Abba, Father. 
You have such a good Father in heaven. He will provide all of your needs through his riches. You have so much. You know, today God wants you to just be filled, filled with his love because God, Jesus' kingdom was not of this world. What over me is love and patience and a sound mind and the glory, Lord. We just ask for you to send down your glory and just boldness. Release boldness as you release to the, the apostles and just release that joy that comes from understanding what we've received through your death and resurrection, the promises you've given us. Jesus has such a big plan for you today, for you every day, that he wants you to walk in this world as he walked in this world, and love as he loved, have faith as he had faith, as joy as he had joy. You know, all the gift of the Holy Spirit have been deposited in you already because your name is written in heaven in the book. How amazing is that? Now just live today out of a place of celebration. We praise you, Jesus, and we honor you, and we thank you that you've written our name in the book of life. And you live this life, you try to live your life out of this place of praise and adoration for the Lord. And we look up to heaven, and then heaven comes down upon us in our lives. I remember a, a certain representative who was pro-life, and people around him said, you know, you're pro-life, they're not going to vote for you. He said, you see my name on this door? I could care less about it. My name has been written in heaven, and I am pro-life. No matter what anyone says, my name is written in heaven. I don't need my name to be written on this door. I loved when Anthony said to enforce the power of the cross. Do you know that the virus was defeated on the cross of Jesus Christ? Do you know that cancer was defeated on the cross of Jesus Christ? Do you know that glaucoma was defeated on the cross of Jesus Christ? Do you know that? We need to enforce the power of the cross, enforce the power of the blood, enforce the power of the resurrection. Let me continue. Then turning to the disciples, to you and to me, Jesus said to them privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Touch your eyes and say, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you, many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Oh yes, all the prophets, they never saw him. We see him in faith. We see him in faith. And our faith is what counts today. Our faith and our love for him. Do you know that today? Blessed are your eyes that see what you see and the ears that hear what you hear. 
For I tell you, many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see and hear what you hear, and they never saw it, and they never heard it. Rejoice today that the eyes of your being have seen the Lord in faith. Rejoice today that your ears have heard his word. Rejoice today that he has overcome every disease through the power of his cross. Rejoice. Hallelujah. And rejoice that your value doesn't come from this world, like the politician said. Your value comes from heaven. Your value comes from a place that you are you. Yeah, you are a perfect, unrepeatable masterpiece made in the image of God. And if you're listening to this program, your name is written in the book of life. Your value comes because when the Father sees you, he sees Jesus because you've given your life to him. That you are set apart to be holy and blameless in the sight of God. Rejoice that you're on this earth, you know, for maybe 80, 100 years. But you're going to spend eternity with the Father in heaven. And rejoice while you're here. You can walk in the power of Jesus. And you can spread the gospel of the Lord. And you can bring people to salvation and eternal life. Rejoice not because of what job you have. Rejoice because the Lord has a job for you. Rejoice today because God loves you unmeasurably and he's pouring out his love upon you right now, day by day, moment by moment. And every day he's conforming, your, he's conforming you to himself. Rejoice because he's bringing you every day into deeper intimacy through him. You know, rejoice in your sufferings, because through suffering we're sanctified. Rejoice in your glory and your great days, because those are gifts from the Lord. Everything, you know, is permitted by God, because he works all things for those who love him to the good. So it's just that rejoice every day that every day, God, everything that happens today, good, bad, indifferent, I thank you because because I love you, you're going to use it all to the good. And I'm just so grateful for that. That in your deepest struggles in your life and in the moments where you felt the most desolate and God wasn't there and, you know, you might have felt abandoned and something was going wrong with your family or your finances, rejoice now that it's, God is going to use it to the good. And God has used it to the good. And he used it to take you to a place of intimacy and a deep place with him. And a place of revelation. And a place where you can understand that Jesus is for you. So of this world, nothing can be against you. You know, God knows the day we're going to be born and the day he's going to take us. And every day in between, he's just destined for you to draw closer to him. Even when it doesn't seem like that, the mind of God is far greater than the human mind. So we don't need to figure it out. That's the best news. You don't need to figure it out. 
how God's using this to the good. All you need to do is trust that he is. Trust and obey. There's no other way. Trust and obey. There's no other way in Jesus. My Aunt May used to sing that. Trust and obey. There's no other way. Trust and obey. That's the way to Jesus. I'm reading from the Good Samaritan. Now, we all know this parable or this story, but maybe we don't know it. But then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. He's testing him. He's not coming with a clear conscience. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with all your soul, with your whole strength, with your whole mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But the lawyer is not satisfied. But wanting to justify himself. Listen, that's when you get trouble, when you try to justify yourself. It's just so much easier to say, I've sinned, and I need your help. Don't have to justify yourself. Jesus has justified us through the blood that he shed for us on the cross. I was justified by the blood of Jesus. You were justified by the blood of Jesus. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. You know, that was a hard place for criminals to be from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, who beat him, and who went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Passed by. He didn't care for this person. He had things to do. Maybe he need to say his prayers. I tell you, we need to be able to help the man on the street. Let me tell you the story about the man on the street. You cannot be powerful in the word of God and in the name of Jesus unless you know you're the man on the street that has been beaten and you wait for Jesus to come and pick you up. I remember in the seminary, I had been a deacon, and uh, there was a little boy I prayed with in the hospital who had appendix problems. And uh, I went back the next day and asked for Joey. They said, he was dismissed, he didn't have appendix. And I said to myself, well, thank God I prayed with him. Thank God I prayed with him. I said this to a group of students, and they said, who are you to say a thing like that? I said, I'm the man on the street with the Good Samaritan. 
I'm the person that needs Jesus to pick me up. That's who I am. And he comes and picks us up. Maybe you're the person on the street today. Jesus wants to come and pick you up. He wants to come and bless you. He wants to come and do something great for you. Likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, and they were considered to be dogs. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. They didn't even say the Samaritan. They wouldn't even say that with their mouth. The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Again, maybe you're the man on the street and you're waiting for Jesus to come and pick you up. I remember one day I was having the hardest time and I said the most important prayer, Jesus, help. I remember. And as I was calling for help, the Lord brought me in the Spirit to the throne of heaven for a second and all my heart stopped. Oh yes, oh yes. I cried the greatest prayer that could be cried, Lord, help. Oh yes, and he came, and he brought me to the throne of heaven. I didn't see anything, but I knew where I was. How did you know? I knew that I knew where I was. You might be the man in the middle of the street. You feel beaten. Call on Jesus. Come, pick me up, and send your healing power upon me. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.